Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Queued Up, your review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc. Actually, they're just called Max now, not HBO Max, which is fucking weird. But uh, I'm your host. Six more weeks. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, well, there was an ad I watched for the Penguin series, and it just said "Coming to Max" is all it said. So, hmm. um, also the Mogwai series said it too. But anyway, um, I'm your host, Greg Deeds. With me always is Maya Don Fisher. How you been this week? Pretty good, I guess. Not going to go into <laughs> it. I mean, you know, we talked about it pre-show. Got some stressful mm-hmm. things going on, but other than that, everything else is good. Um, just been grinding away at Tales of Symphonia. I should only well, have one more playthrough in after this one because I've literally just got like one title left to get for each person to get their you know trophies for the individual characters and then i have to do a playthrough on mania difficulty so i'm really close to being done (laughs) meanwhile you have fucking uh octopath traveler 2 just sitting right there staring at you yeah you can stare at me for a while because before i start it i'm gonna replay one and then before i start that Technically, because I never finished one. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was, I was playing like, I was one. Like... I was playing one, and then we started to move, and Final Fantasy VII Remake came out at the same time. So I just mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> um. So, but before I play that, I'll play through Last of Us two. Then I'll play Octopath Traveler one and two. But I'll probably play Jedi Survivor before I play Octopath Travelers. Motherfucker. That pisses me off that I can't fucking play it. It's so frustrating. I wanted to play it so bad. And they were like, well, only on new gen consoles. I'm like, cool, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that does suck. That's unfortunate. I'm not getting a new console anytime soon. Maybe, Maybe when I move to Texas. Maybe. Yeah, depending on, you know, the financial situation, bill situation, and what have you. Well, I won't I won't go into too much, but I will tell you this, that the financial situation will be better over there, which is one of the big reasons why I'm, like, I'm not fighting the move. Yeah, yeah. Much better over there. I won't, I won't, yeah, just, I'll leave it at that. Anyway, um. Yeah, how's your week been, by the way? It's it's been fine. Uh, it's mostly work and packing for the move. Uh, yeah, just just been busy. Just a lot of busy. That's why I'm happy we're only watching like we're only reviewing one show right now. Um, because there's been a few shows that have come out that I'm like I don't have time. I just don't have time unless it's another series where I only have to watch one episode a week. Then we're cool. Well, this week Friday, a new show comes out. I knew there was one coming up, but what, which one was it? It's the last season of Mrs. Maisel. That's right. Okay, so but they'll only be out putting out like two episodes a week. So, yeah, I'm, that's fine. Um, we're not missing out on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh yeah, fuck no, it's too damn good. Uh, Consistently been too damn good as in the history of that show. Um, I don't rem- I don't remember what the joke was, but the recent episode of Ted Lasso referenced Miss Maisel. It's pretty great. Oh, that's awesome. 
um, season four, right? Season five. Season five. Damn it. Okay. Okay. So there's that. Anyway. Um, so during I've been going through stuff because we've lived here for 27 years. And uh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot you accumulate very quickly in 27 years. Um, and my mom has just had a ton of stuff come into this house from the family members that have passed away since we've lived here. I mean, I'm not joking when I say this, Maya. I remember standing in my kitchen when my mom got the, the call that her older sister had died in a car crash, which was the first of her siblings to ever go. Mm. And I remember be, her being in that kitchen and me standing at the foot of the kitchen when she got the phone call that her last family member passed away. All in this house. Jesus. How fucking wild is that? I, I just realized that the other day. I was like, wow, wow, we've lived in this house for a long fucking time. But anyway, um, one of the things that she went through was this old binder that had a bunch of stuff from her family's past. And she found a, a last will and testament of a great, 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 great grandfather. Three grades or four grades. I don't remember. I think it was four grades, maybe five grades. Anyway, long fucking time ago. And uh, she's reading the last will, and it was like she gets to the part where he's talking about bequeathing things, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, and to my wife, like it was a southern accent because they're from Kentucky. Um, and to my wife, that's just over the hill, right? Literally, I leave two, I leave 200 acres of land and three Negroes. And I went, I went, hold on, what? the fuck did you just say she goes yeah <laughs> it's like wait so she continued continues reading and every time he brings up a new person it was just a, it was another amount of acres of land and another number amount of quote-unquote negroes the word slaves was never it was never said not that it needed to but i could not fucking believe i was related to slave owners huh. i was f- confident with every that's ounce a of history of, that I've been told a, by. That's a lot of land, too. <laughs> that's what my dad said. He was like, he was like, that man gave out like 8,000 acres of land. <laughs> that's a lot of land. Uh, it was pretty funny, but I so, did. Scumbag had money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he owned thousands of acres and people. Yep. That's horrible. Yeah. Put it, God. <laughs> I mean, he's dead now. So, well, here's the funny part. So, when he put that in his will, last and testament, it was dated before the Civil War. Um, it is assumed because we were trying to read as much as we could that after the Civil War, he lost everything, so he can go fuck himself beyond the grave. Yeah, fuck but, but to, to hear that you're related to something like that is, is wild. It's fucking wild. Oh, it's definitely discomforting. A hundred percent. My mom could barely say the word Negro. It was really funny. Like she's like the, the she's like, and I leave three <sighs> Negroes. <laughs> it's fine. It's just black and Spanish, Mom. It's fine. Yeah. But uh I mean God, man. You know, 
as recently as the late 60s, early 70s, that was the term that was used to refer to. Right. Uh, right. You know, but I still don't. I've never been comfortable saying it because it's just too like the other word. It's too close. It's Yeah, yeah. I'm using it in context for the situation because what was written in the Understandable, book. Understandable, yes. Um, on a side note, I immediately had to then show my folks the uh, the scene from uh, Django Unchained. Oh, yeah. I can't see shit out this mask. Yeah, fuck, and they, they they were like they were like why are you why are you showing a scene specifically from this movie about the KKK? I'm like, oh, you'll see in a minute. And they were fucking cracking up. They're like, that's amazing. I look, like, yeah, oh yeah, making the KKK look at, like incompetent fucking buffoons is my cup of tea. But well, they are um, so true. And, uh, uh, all right, so the next thing I want to talk about is a new character came to Overwatch this week. Um, Specifically yesterday. Uh, his name is Lifeweaver. His abilities, he's a, he's, a, he's a support class, so he can heal. But healing is not one of his main attributes. As a matter of fact, his healing is the, the weakest out of all of the support characters. Hmm. Um, which is saying a lot considering like Zenyatta has terrible healing. But um, the reason that his healing is really bad is because you have to charge it up. And it only charges up to sixty-five health, and then you throw it at a target, and it lock like it can it just track them and heal them. The problem is that char- that charges every two seconds. So in the midst of a fight where someone's taking a lot of fucking damage, you can only do so much healing. Yeah. But the reason he's a support is because his other abilities allow him. So one of the things is he can dash out of the way to kind of save his own skin. Um. He has a like a, a platform that can go onto the ground, and if anybody steps on it, enemy teammate, it'll lift them up into the air. About in terms of gameplay, like you know how big Reinhardt is. Yeah. Playing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I that makes it better. Maybe two and a half diva heights, but it's pretty. It's pretty up there. So I've seen a lot of people use it in lieu of like, hey, my teammate, here's a platform. Uh, uh, McCree, you're about to alt and use your dead eye. Here's a platform to get up higher, which is great. Um, hey, uh, soldier, you're about to alt. Here's yours. Or if like an enemy is about to alt and um, you want to save your team, you can lift them up and it'll, it'll completely negate their fucking alt. That's fine. Um, it's not a bad ability. There is another ability, his other ability, that is, it's caused for a ton of hilarious videos. It is, uh, I don't remember the name of the ability, but it is a tether that he throws out. It puts a shield around the enemy and pulls them to him. The problem is, is that people have been using this as a, a tank is about to alt. So I've seen Reinhardt's like, go to fucking hammer down and then get pulled back. <laughs> or like I got legitimately pissed off yesterday afternoon at a life weaver. Cause I was like, I was almost going to kill one of the supports, which is what you're supposed to do playing DPS. And this me away as I'm about to kill them. And I'm like, I know my health ain't that fucking low, dude. Like I, I'm fine. Oh man. I got heated. <laughs> 
because it's it's jarring. Like yeah, you see you see the word on your screen. Your screen goes pink, and all of a sudden you're moving backwards. Oh, huh. it's, it is. Oh man, like it's a good ability if if you know how to use it right. If you're paying attention to when you're using it, you know, like your tank is in the middle of battle. He just altered. He's swinging his hammer. And you notice, like, hey, his health is really low. I need to pull him back to the team so that way he can get some extra healing and not die as quickly. That's, like, how you want to use it. But, my God, the way I've seen people use it is so fucking funny or just bad. Um, There was a McCree who was alting, and he was about to fire. All of a sudden, you see his screen get pulled behind a wall. He just turns and looks at the wife, li- the life weaver ca- uh, uh, player, and the player just looks down at the ground. <laughs> Starts spamming. I'm so sorry. <laughs> huh. Fuck, it's funny, dude. Oh my god. But uh yeah. I'll have to send you some videos because there's some really fucking funny ones. Okay. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about, which will actually lead into our main thing, is that um over the weekend in London, Star Wars Celebration 2023 happened. Yeah. And there were a bunch of announcements that came from that. So I have a list here from Gizmodo. Um, let's see. Number one is the next three Star Wars films will go past, present, future with Daisy Ridley. So apparently it's, it's a, I don't know why it says past, present, future exactly, but I know that what they said was it's going to be a series that starts 15 years after um, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I just genuinely hope that there's some cohesiveness. You know, they get one director to do all three. Uh, one or one story writing team. Or, you know, at the very fucking least, write all three before you start filming number one. Yeah. Like, have a solid outline. But I'm looking forward to it. I love Daisy Ridley. Like, she was great. I think uh, Ray's yeah. one of the better characters. Absolutely. She was a wonderful character. Hell, I'd even argue bring back Poe Dameron and Finn. Yeah. But um, we got a trailer for Ahsoka, which looks very Ooh. exciting. We got one little glimpse of Grand Admiral Thrawn walking on his bridge. I told oh. Dad this I told Dad this morning because there were a couple more in just this episode of Mandalorian, which we'll get into, references to Rebels. And I looked at my dad and I was like, we have to watch Rebels. Yeah. He was like, really? I was like, I was like, I've watched the first two seasons and that's all I ever watched. We need to watch that whole show before Soka comes out. He was like, why? I was like, oh boy. Because we are getting like, it's Dave Filoni's universe and we're just living in it at this point. Yeah. I told Misty yesterday, I said, you know, or Monday, Tuesday, whenever the Ahsoka trailer dropped, today's Wednesday. Yeah. I told her Monday. After watching that, I said, you know, after watching this, and I've not seen Clone Wars or Rebels, I'm going to have to watch them now before August. I'm going to have to. Yeah. There's just too much. to. And she's like, oh, you can just watch a recap. I'm like, no. Oh, it's, you know, it's not that long. I looked at how long it would take to watch all five seasons of Rebels. Um, I did the math, and it would be 29 and a half hours total. Oh hell, I can get that done. No problem. Yeah, that's that's like two seasons of a good show. 
I would get sorry, good show. I mean, uh, a longer show, like an hour long episode show. Yeah, yeah, so maybe yeah, three. Yeah, it's because each episode's only 20, 22, 23 minutes, 24. So you get three, three done in an hour, easy, and that's with credits and you know, all that. shit. Uh, the next thing they talked about was a show coming to Disney Plus called The Acolyte. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I believe takes place during the High Republic era. During the High, during the High Republic era, yes. Yeah. So, no, no trailer or anything. Just an announcement, kind of an outline of where the story is. Going to um, be focusing on a Jedi Wookie. Well, one of one of the yes. one of the characters is going to be excited, a Jedi yeah. Wookie. Uh, which is awesome. Yes. Um, we got some more information about season two of Andor, which will have uh, the the true birth of the rebellion in it, which is great. Hell yeah! I feel like I've I feel like I've seen that two other times, but not canon as that anymore. Uh, Vis- uh, Star Wars Vision season two got a trailer. Uh, very excited about that. We're gonna get more tales of the Jedi. I don't know if it'll be about just Dooku and Ahsoka anymore. <laughs> if it's called Tales of the Jedi, we should probably have more than two fucking Jedi, but that's just me, I guess. Um, Bad Batch gets a final season three, which I, I guess I should watch that show too. Um, the show Skeleton Crew. Uh, which I don't remember what Skeleton Crew is about. That one, I'm not Jude sure. I'll have to look it up in a minute. Um, let's see. Uh, Return of the Jedi's 40th anniversary. It's crazy that fucking thing's been on that long. Uh, there's a bunch of interviews and stuff with different actors, and it was it was nice. Um, Star Wars The High Republic stuff is coming out. Jedi Survival Trailer. Survivor Trailer. Uh, Star Tours is adding a mystery destination from Star Wars' future. Okay. I didn't know about that. Star Wars and Indiana Jones toys. Hasbro revealed at Star Wars Celebration. All right. Yeah, I've got several Black Series figures on order. Pre-order. <laughs> well, I only get... I only get characters from... The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, or like a select, like I have a Luke Han and a Leia and a Chewie and a three PO. I need an R two, you know. But the rest of my, the rest of my characters are from the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, with the exception of Grand Admiral Thrawn, because fuck Thrawn's my fucking. I love Thrawn ever since 1994 when I first discovered the character. Oh, he's that old. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was first introduced in no the very the in the in the Timothy Zahn uh heir to the Empire trilogy that came out in 93 and 94. You know what? Someone on Twitter was talking about that the guy in this episode of Mandalorian that mentions his name with the mustache. Captain Pelion. That's get... where that's where he's from. Yep. Yep. He's yep, yep, from yep. 
uh, the original trilogy. Because someone said that they, they it was dead on. Because his every every part of his look was perfect. And then I saw like the picture they posted. I was like, holy shit. They even found the right actor. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, I found a thing about Skeleton Crew, by the way. Okay, yes. The series follows four kids who end up on an adventure to make their own home after being lost in the galaxy following a discovery they made on their home planet. Hmm. And Jude Law is in it, and he plays as a Jedi, an unnamed Jedi. I'm sure he'll have a name when the show comes up, but... The new series is set to be during the High Republic era. Uh... Oh, okay. As Star Wars Celebration 2022 is confirmed to be set the same time frame as Mandalorian and Ahsoka. With Dave Filoni as an executive producer. Uh, but they want the film to kind of have a Goonies vibe to it. Oh, Interesting. Okay. We shall see. But yeah, yeah, Star Wars is dope. We love Star Wars right here. Speaking of Star Wars, Maya. Yeah. We got an episode of The Mandalorian today that let's. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Best episode all season. Yeah, it was, there was a lot to love about this episode. It was 52 minutes in runtime with credits and a recap. And holy shit, a lot happened. Uh, it opens up. We see Elia Kane. And the underworld of Coruscant. She goes into an alley and she contacts via a probe droid. And she gives her Imperial TK number too, which was cool. Yeah. Um, she contacts Moff Gideon. Uh, Moff Gideon tells her to keep up her mission. Uh, but he's upset because she informs him that the Mandalorians have interfered with the pirates on Navarro. And he wants to deal with the Mandalorians once and for all. Pardon me, I had to yawn. Sorry. It's okay, uh, late. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's nine thirty here, and I've been up since five. Yeah. Um, but uh, Gideon then goes into another meeting with the Shadow Council a group of Imperial Remnant Warlords. He requests reinforcements from them and questions Captain Pelion on the absence of Grand Admiral Thrawn, suggesting that the Council should choose a new leader. Uh, just the fact that they've got Pelion in the show, and I've known he's been Thrawn's right-hand man ever since, you know, the 90s. Yeah. I giggled so hard uh, it was great um, but did you see the, uh, that one commandant was named Hux yes yes I did yeah and I think I looked at my dad and I was like oh like I know where he's from yeah yeah because that's got to be what his father probably is I was thinking the time frame and I'm like it, it can't like I feel like General Hux would have already been born at this point. 
Yeah, he would be. He would be. This would be about twenty, because I think they said about two years have elapsed between the f- seasons. Uh, well, two to three years have elapsed overall in the storyline now, and it was set five years after Jedi. And if yeah. if the new sequel trilogy is set thirty years after Jedi then this would be about 22 years prior to The Force Awakens, roughly. So he'd be a kid, at least. Maybe a young young kid going into the Academy. Oh, wait. There is no Academy anymore. <laughs> There's a secret Academy. Anyway, uh, we see that Bo-Katan has brought the night owls from uh the paradise planet i don't remember the name of it it escapes me right now plazier 15 or whatever it was she brings the rest of the night owl clan and the fleet uh to navarro the party's feast and meet and she recruits them to explore the surface of mandalore God fucking damn it, I can't stop yawning. Uh, prior to leaving, Grief Cargo presents Din Djarin and Grogu with IG-12, a rebuilt version of IG-11, who's been hollowed out and is basically a, an, an exo, you know, it's an exosuit for Grogu. And Grogu can basically say yes and no now. And his first words were no. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That's funny. Um, so the parties, the fleet and Bo-Katan, Din Djarin, uh, Paz Vizsla, Axe Woes, Casca, uh, Reeves, uh, you know, and the rest of the armorer, you know, all the Mandalorian heavies, uh, along with a bunch of other cannon fodder, I mean, other Mandalorians, uh, leave and head to Mandalore. They meet up with another clan who's loyal to Bo-Katan. And did you notice that the one with the mustache and the, the white one with the mustache and the scruffy hair, you know who that is? Um, it was motherfucking Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Oh, I did not recognize him. It was Skinny Pete. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I almost wanted him to call himself Skinny at one point. But I didn't. <laughs> On Mandalore, the group meets up with another clan loyal to Bo-Katan. She admits that she surrendered to Gideon near the end of the Great Purge, hoping that the Empire would spare the Mandalorians. Um, while they're out scouting on the way to the Great Forge, the, uh, like, skiff that they're using... Uh, it's controlled. It looked like it was air controlled, uh, but it had sails. But you know, it was just wrecked by this giant monster that wasn't a mythosaur. And they fall back into some caves where they are ambushed by Moff Gideon's Beskar enhanced stormtroopers that looked a lot like First Order troopers, didn't they? Oh, yeah, looked very close. 
they put the stormtroopers on the run. They chase them down some quarters. The quarters start to look oddly imperial. And then they're trapped. Din is cut off from the rest of the Mandalorians uh, who are trapped in uh, in between two blast doors. Din Djarin is captured by Moff Gideon who reveals his intent to create a new army of dark troopers. He attempts to kill the remaining Mandalorians, but Bo-Katan uses the Darksaber to make an escape for the group, with Paz Vizsla staying behind to buy time. He takes out all the stormtroopers, and his jetpack's ruined. His heavy uh, blaster that he's using to mow down these stormtroopers overheated and was just rendered useless. And then three Praetorian guards come in and he tries his best to fight them off with a vibro knife and a little wrist shield. But three Praetorian guards, you know, we've seen that they can go up against Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yep. They they kill him. Paz Vizsla dies. Uh, so sad. And that's how the episode ended. Uh, oh, one, one thing, one detail that this recap didn't mention and I didn't mention before the scouting party continued on the great forge there were some i apologize folks um i'm so tired uh there were there were some wounded there were some wounded and you know unable to carry on mandalorians the armorer volunteered to take them back and bo-katan's ship the gauntlet to take them back to the fleet um, this base that they stumble into, mm-hmm. that Moff Gideon's base, I guess he's been based on Mandalore for who knows how long. I mean, he had tie interceptors, tie bombers, you know, and they're on the way to that fleet. And it was funny when they're cruising along on that skiff on the surface of Mandalore, you know, and you see, you see, uh, the armorer heading back to the fleet and she's getting ready to enter the shitty atmosphere to make the transition from planet surface to uh, orbit. I look at Misty and I said, the classic Star Wars quote, I said, I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Yep. I had, that was the thing I said, I think I said to my dad was, I was like, I have this like really, really shitty feeling right now. Like something bad is something really fucking bad is about to happen. And then they walked into that big ass hangar, and I went, "Oh, not the thing I thought." <laughs> Misty kept saying, "This feels like a trap." She says, "Is the armor leading them into a trap? Is the armor crossing them?" And I'm sitting there thinking, "God, I hope not." Yeah, um, that would be a really, really bad twist, considering. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it would be. I, I think it was more coincidental than anything. Yeah. But because what I genuinely think is that the reveal that they're going to have at some point was that Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon was a Mandalorian who was spurred by them and went and fucking, um, uh, like left Mandalore, went to the Empire and kind of, or, or like the building of the Empire, or whatever, and kind of told them what was going on in Mandalore. And that's why the the Mandalorian War happened. Like he was kind of the crux of it, is what I feel like they're gonna do. 
I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Um. Yeah, I just I this this episode had a, a lot in it that was so much fun. Like one of my favorite things about what Dave Filoni has done with a lot of Star Wars recently is showing a part of the universe that we don't really get to see in the movies. Like, yeah, we got to see Luke, you know, redeem his father and we got to see uh um you know, the rebels win, but it's like, you know, something I talked about for years was there's gotta be still people out there that want to fight for the empire. They're still, you know, they're, they, they had fucking ships and shit all over the galaxy suddenly because their two main leaders die. They're, you know, done. No, not at all. There'd still be battles going on. They'd still be everywhere. And we just never really got to see that outside of like novels or comic books yeah and it's so fucking rad that we get that now with these shows um one of my some of the favorite my favorite bits about this show are like the whole thing with pershing on uh um coruscant coruscant like that was that was fucking awesome or or like last week's episode with like seeing that that Outer Rims, fuck it, not Outer Rims. Outer Rims? Outer... I think it was a mid-rim planet. Mid-rim. But, like, I love that shit. Like, like I, yes, do I love the big central story? Yes, I do. I love that episode. We're going to give you side shit before we get back to the main plot. We're going to give you a little bit of, like, background and and and, like more about how Mandalorians function and their history of the war on this planet. And I was like, this is so rad. And then we got like a giant fucking monster on the planet. And I was like, oh, dude, this is great. And then we got back to the story and it was awesome. Like surviving fucking Mandalorians. That was awesome. Like there's oh, I love, there's so much to love about this show, book of Boba Fett, fucking rebels. Like, it it does so they all do such a great job at, at expanding for lack of a better word, the galaxy. Yeah. And I I, I can't get a fucking enough of it. Like the fact that people la- like for last week's episode were just like it was stupid because it was just silly. And I'm like, cause fucking Star Wars isn't like I'm like, if you want fucking high high fantasy sci-fi, go go watch Star Trek. That's not what Star Wars is. Do I wish it could? Yeah, but y'all fucking shot that in the foot with Last Jedi, so. But I adored this episode. Like, And we had Skinny Star- Pete as a Mandalorian. <laughs> I didn't see that at all. I have to go back and watch. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's, uh, I will send you. Is he one of the ones, Survivor? The, the, the he's, one of the, he's one of the planetary ones. Okay. I'll have to go, I, I did not recognize him. That's amazing. Uh, and you got to go fucking mech. Come yeah. on. I like. I do like that he's sitting in the carcass of a fucking droid, though. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, I I'm honestly gonna give the episode an A plus. Like, there's nothing wrong with this episode. It was fucking fantastic from start to finish. 
Yeah, nothing at all wrong with this episode at all. I also give it an A+. It was phenomenal. Um, hands down the best episode of the season. The fact you were able to recognize him through that is unfucking real. I like Charles Baker, man. I recognize him in projects. Uh, for some reason, I was a big fan of Skinny Pete. I mean, I just it's impressive, really, because I'm even looking at the picture now that you sent me, and I'm like, I don't like there's there's one literally the tweet above it has an article where they put him side by side with Skinny Pete and and his Mandalorian character. I still can't see it. Yeah. That's impressive. It's rad that he gets a fucking character in Star Wars. I know, man. (laughs) Shout out to Charles Baker. Moving on up. Well, that's, that's, I think, the craziest part about his character, too, that I thought was so fascinating. His character and the other survivors is that how many more Mandalorian are out there? How many yeah. like the plant there's the planet is huge. How many more have survived? You know, how many more on other planets who have forsaken the way to just survive? You know, yeah. there's oh man, the fucking way they they and I love that this season so far has been like Din Djarin is no longer the only main character. Not saying he's not a main character, he's not the only main character. Right now, a lot of the focus well, is on I mean, the Mandalorians as a whole. If they came out with season four, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, well, you know, he and Katie Sackhoff, Pedro Pascal and Katie Sackhoff have both been headlining this season. They're sharing the top billing. So it's both Din Djarin and Bo-Katan, the main characters this year. Yeah. I mean, th- what I was going to say was I-, I hope, I think it would be awesome, is if... At the end of this season, with whatever happens, I apologize. Uh, with whatever happens, like the 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 words "the Mandalorian" comes up on screen, and it shows just Din, and then like it fades, comes back, and it shows all the Mandalorians, and they just add an S at the end, and so the show's I mean, title changes to "The Mandalorians." That's one way. But also, the word Mandalorian is a plural. So, realistically, you could just leave the title as is and... I don't know. I fucking... This show has been nothing but fantastic. And it's it's doing a really good job at making me, like, actively want to go back and watch Rebels. Mm-hmm. Same. That and that Ahsoka trailer. You know, seeing the cast from that show in live action. I'm like, man, I'm going to have to go and watch that show now. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Can't get enough of it. But, um, what grade would you give it? Oh, I already said it. A plus. Oh, I didn't hear you. My bad. Yeah. Or I just forgot because my, my brain is fried after a full day of work. I think it's your brain's fried. Well, speaking of that, why don't we go ahead and close this episode out? It's going to be a little bit of a short one for everybody, but my God, are we tired? Yeah, in hindsight, maybe we should have recorded it in the morning. 
I mean, in hindsight, I fucking shouldn't have started working for Steve. Um, ah, got him. <laughs> fucking got his 68 year old or 60, 67 year old, 76 year old ass. Can't talk. Yeah. Okay, everybody. So that's going to do it for us this week. Boy, this is a real short episode considering. Good God. Um, yeah, we went an hour and a half last week. So today we go half that. Hey, that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, guys, next week we're going to watch Mandalorian chapter 24, which is going to be the newest episode. Very excited considering what happened this one. Poor Bats Vila. Uh, Vizzilla, 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 Vizzilla. It's it's simpler. It's more simple than I usually give it. Anyway, uh, and the beginning of uh, the beginning of the end of Miss Maisel, marvelous Miss Maisel, season five. Yeah, the last season. So I guess it'll be the first two episodes. I guess is how they're going to do them, two episodes at a time. (sighs) Ted Lasso and Miss Maisel are ending. Nah. I don't want him to end. But you know what? God on a bang, I say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, make sure you follow us on all social medias. That'll be listed down below. If we add anything, we'll let you know there. I doubt it, considering I'm, I'm not having any other free time. It's like it's like our, our mutual friend Andy wants me to watch uh, Succession. And I'm like five episodes, five episodes in on season one. And he texts me. Or he te- not text me. He hops online the other day and he was like, "You see the newest episode of Succession?" I was like, "Dude, I haven't finished season one." He was like, "What have you been doing?" Oh my god! I was, I was like, "Dude, like packing and working, or playing video games with you." I could stop playing video games with you and catch up on the show. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like that idea, did he? No. So he was like, "Oh, okay. I didn't know you were that busy." I'm like, "What do you think I do? Just sit in my room and fucking fiddle with my dick?" That's exactly what he thinks. That's exactly what he thinks. (laughs) It's his go-to response when you don't pay attention to something. It's like, oh, yeah, because you touch yourself at night. Yeah, you know, you you have a good point on that. That's his go-to joke. And I play it up like it. Like, I'm like, no, I don't say it again. But but yeah, so if we have anything, we'll let you guys know on the social media. So go give those a follow. That's, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, primarily. Uh, if there's any others, I don't remember, but, um, uh, also you'll see the link to our Teespring store where you can go buy some merch. Uh, spring is now here. So, you know, t-shirts and I don't, it doesn't have tank tops, does it? Yes. Oh, it does. Okay. So t-shirts, tank tops. Um, and if you want to get a, uh, like a cap, like a hat nope. with our logo on it. Nope. What's that? No hat. Oh, I thought there was hats. Nope. All right, t-shirt, tank top. I need to make a list so I don't fucking... Every week I make myself like a fool because I'm like, yeah, Teespring's got a ton of different options to wear. And, like, none of them, but... Um, but yeah, spring and summer coming up, so go get you some cooler weather or hotter weather clothes. Uh, that's it for my notes. Where my Maya? Where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It is a public profile. It's linked to my Twitter and Instagram accounts, so it's your one-stop shop for everything that I'm up to. And that's it. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Um, that's where I post whatever the fuck I want. I usually don't post on Facebook because too many family members are on there, and they tend to argue with me, so I just leave it be. Uh, but uh, Instagram, and I'm not really active on Instagram. 
But on Twitter, Twitter, you can go to Twitter. You'll find Greg. Which I'm trying. What I'm trying to do is is start uploading clips to Twitter, downloading them, and then putting them on TikTok and Instagram, because Twitter's run by a fucking absolute beast of shit person. So fucking idiot man child mm-hmm. god idiot anyway uh but yeah guys so again mandalorian mars marvelous miss Maisel, new episodes to those and uh that's it that's uh that's all that's all we got right now um but yeah so we're gonna wrap it up oh, jesus christ i am tired guys thank you so much for listening we appreciate you being here remember fuck the gop fuck the nra donate help where you can and we'll see you next week Take care, everybody.